Hey, hey y'all, this, this is, is the, the Coffee, Coffee Duo, Duo podcast, podcast, where we sip, share, and connect. Fueled by coffee, conversation, and community. This is Erica. And I'm John. And together, and together we're we the are the Coffee, Coffee Duo, Duo podcast. podcast. Grab your favorite coffee. And come listen along with us. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 4. I am so excited for you to hear this episode. We got to talk with Tudor with Spirit Mountain Roasting, and it was absolutely amazing, wasn't it? I just absolutely loved the story. I love his background and what got him into roasting, and then subsequently opening his own coffee shop. And it is so, so cool. I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. All right, listen up to Coffee Duo Podcast. Let's go. Hey, everybody. This is Tudor Montague. I'm with Spirit Mountain Roasting Company. And you are listening to the Coffee Duo Podcast. Today we are interviewing Tudor Montag from Spirit Mountain Roasting Company. And how are you doing today, Tudor? Hey, John. I'm doing great, man. Uh, thanks for asking. It's good to be with you guys today. Great. We got Erica here as yeah. well. We're excited to have you. And this is such a fun story. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. Hey, Erica. Good talking to you, too. Thank you. <laughs> So one of the things that we focus on in our podcast is coffee, community, and stories. And reading about your story on your website, it is so different than I think most people would imagine from a coffee roaster and a coffee shop owner. And you and John actually have something in common because you both have worked in the environmental field. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, we do have that in common. Um, plus, we love beer also. So one thing we kind of talked to you about in the shop a couple of weeks ago was your love for coffee kind of started maybe with beer, with brewing beer. Can you tell us something about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And yeah, two for two, John. Uh, <laughs> and, and beer. Um, but yes, so uh, I went to school specifically uh, uh for environmental work. I got uh, my degree in environmental policy um, from the University of Kansas. And just prior to that, I went to Haskell Indian Nations University in Lawrence, Kansas, um, and followed the career with uh, environmental policy. So I, uh, you know, graduated from there and came back, uh, moved up to the Phoenix Valley and got a position with the tribe up there, the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community. And I was doing environmental work. <clears throat> we did a uh, policy-related stuff, uh, environmental management, uh, wildlife, kind of wore a lot of hats up there for the community. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and then uh, during that time while I was in college, I kind of picked up uh, brewing. It was actually, um, I was back here in Yuma during a break, and I was in this old uh, music store called Hastings. I don't know if you guys know oh, yeah. Hastings. Hastings on 4th yeah. Avenue, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I was walking through there, and they had a little uh, Mr. Beer Brewing uh, kit. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Just out of curiosity. Yeah. And um, started playing around with it while I was in college and really fell in love with just the process of, uh, you know, taking raw ingredients and, and creating something that I can enjoy. Um, so that was kind of like my hobby throughout college. Oh, that's very uh, cool. Fast yeah. forward. Yeah. Fast forward. And um, while I was working for Salt River, I was um, always had an idea to, to start a business, you know, I had that kind of that entrepreneurial bug I guess and yeah so the path I was I was shooting for was uh brewing because I was really getting getting into it getting it down and um so kind of had the home brewing down I've been doing it for shoot almost 10 years and wow started formulating a plan yeah and then I was like well you know 
I got the process down, but I want to do it right. Put myself to an actual brewing school, the American Brewers Guild. Wow, fancy. Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> I was actually lucky to get a slot in that uh, uh, school. So it was for brewery and planning and kind of taking the concepts I understood and, and applying it at a professional commercial level and you know that whole side of it. But part of that curriculum, um, they were talking about how Beers prepared, um, the darker beers, the malt is actually roasted, and they're going through the thing. They said it's roasted just like coffee is roasted, you know. And um, hmm. r- right at that point, just <laughs> something clicked. I was like, oh, oh really? You know, they had the big roasters and stuff. And yeah. it just kind of, you know, piqued my interest at that point. And um, just fast forward down, you know, I had everything ready to go, put a business plan together for the brewery, and just really it was a. Uh, capital intensive to even just getting mm. started and, yeah that's yeah. an expensive project uh, mm-hmm. yes before you can even sell your first pint you have to have you know multiple hundreds of thousands and if you want to do it at wow. any type of scale yeah. you know, federal permitting and all that stuff so i was kind of looking at my options and uh at the same time had looked into coffee roasting and kind of you know as much as I enjoy a good craft beer um, being in Kansas, I was introduced to uh, the whole <laughs> fresh, locally crafted stuff. And there was some roasters up there that I enjoyed. So kind of started looking at coffee and uh, purchased a little coffee roaster, a two kilo. That's one I still use to this day at the shop. Uh, it's a smaller one. But um, purchased the roaster and then just kind of fell down that rabbit hole, man. I just started roasting coffee, reading about it, got a lot of books. And then kind of followed the same path, put a uh, business plan together, and then put myself through a roasting school in Northern California, uh, Boot Coffee Roasters, uh, which was awesome. That's great. How long were those classes? Was that a long experience, or how long did that take? No, the the Boot Coffee was an intensive uh, two-week course. Wow, Um, okay. Yeah, so we had to actually go up there. It was in, I think, Marin County is where it was. But um, the, the neat thing about it was you know, taking theory and, and application that I use just kind of on my own <clears throat> and going to the roasting course, you kind of really find out what some of the baselines are and how the, the commercial, you know, big boys do it. And just kind of reinforcing some of the stuff I had learned and then learning something new. And um, it's just, I guess I'm, I love being a student, you know, just learning. Yeah. So it, it was a fun, fun process. Um, and then just from there, I, uh, Took the step, man. I got the uh, LLC formulated, filed the paperwork. I was still living in uh, Mesa at the time. Okay. And I uh, just kind of started going from there, man, little by little. And about how long have you been roasting now? I'm coming up on close to 10 years now. Oh, That's congratulations. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And the location of your roaster and your coffee shop is sort of nestled in between Winter Haven, California and Yuma, Arizona on the Quitsan Indian Reservation, right? Yeah. Yep. We're actually um, on the res, and that's one of our taglines: is uh, res roasted. <laughs> res roasted. There you go. Yeah, yeah. like it. Literally, literally uh, on the community. Um, and that was one of the things uh, when I was in Mesa. I kind of got the the company started and started getting the ball rolling, and really made a conscious decision. I was like, well, this this is starting to gain some traction. I really would like to see this grow back home on the reservation. So. Mm-hmm. Um, couple of things were happening in our lives and <clears throat> we decided to make the move back and it was at that time I made that leap I was like okay I have a, a my career you know professional career and made that step I said all right I'm gonna do this full time and, and jumped into it at first I was back here and 
Yeah. And then you're home. So, so you've been roasting on the quits on Indian reservation now for 10 years, right? It's actually, I was started in Mesa. So it was like 2017 when we came back here. Gotcha. So basically like six years and then a little bit more. And then, um, how long have you had your actual coffee shop open? Because John and I stopped by not too long ago to try it out. So tell us how long your short, your actual shop store has been open. Yeah, you know, that's been, uh, it's been a huge milestone for us. We actually just opened this June. So I think we're, what, six, seven weeks into it now. So brand new uh, brick and mortar. It's uh, been, been the dream since we came back and finally happened here. So you guys are uh, caught us right at the beginning. Yay. Oh, nice. We yeah. love it when we catch people <laughs> at the beginning, especially because when we come back, we can kind of see how things have transformed. So, and, and it's, you know, it's a, it's, super cute. I love the decor because it just brings your, you know, your, um, your quits on roots into the shop. You can see there's awesome native American pictures and, and, you know, artwork and stuff like that in there. And I love that. Are you planning on expanding a little bit to a larger space? Cause I kind of saw a door sort of peeked open. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, that's the, the vision is to turn this into a, a definitely a larger footprint with some uh, bigger dreams, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the space you're referring to is actually um, the tribe is uh, they got a grant and they're working on building out an uh, incubator space for other entrepreneurs on the community. Oh, so wow. that area that you're talking about is mm-hmm. um, being built out right now. Um, and I, I think they're slated to open in October or somewhere around that time, but that's specifically to foster um, businesses here on the nice. community. So that's as much great, as I yeah. would love to, <laughs> to jump into there, I think um, yeah. we're gonna have to look at something else um, down the road. But yeah, we do have we do have a vision to uh, take this uh, to the next level. That's awesome. Yeah, because when I, when I was in there and we were waiting for the coffee and I was like, I wonder if, because I saw like a desk <laughs> or a table or something and I was like, I wonder if eventually he's gonna get even bigger, which would be great. Yeah. So with your roasting, who were you, were you selling locally, like in the Mesa area to certain shops? And then when you got to Yuma, kind of um, tell us about how you went about getting customers and how you retain them, where you were getting your beans from, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So um, when I was still up in Mesa, um, let me see, I'm trying to go back now, (laughs) started with a um, uh, small supplier, um, online supplier of green coffee, we're buying like 50 pound bags roasting. And and at that time I was pretty much kind of word of mouth, um, colleagues I was working with, friends Mm -hmm. and family, just kind of selling the coffee and getting feedback. And it wasn't until moving back here that we really kind of had the opportunity. We got a um, contract with the casino here, Paradise Casino. Okay, Um, nice. Yeah, at that time they started carrying our coffee in their uh, breakfast cafe area, and we're still working with them to this day, which is which is Very awesome. Cool. And then, that's, um, that's great. Another local business, y'all may be familiar with this Cafecito. Mm-hmm. Um, we oh. kind of linked up right at the beginning when both of us were um, starting. So uh, Cafecito was another wholesale uh, uh, company that we were working with, still working with to this day, which is awesome. Um, and since then, we've been expanding. Like right now, we um, have cafe in Portland, Oregon. That's wow! Our coffee. That's Look at a, you. A, 
that's yeah, awesome. yeah, and that's awesome. one of the coffee meccas. So that's what I was gonna say. Portland's a mecca, and here you have it coming yeah. in from Yuma. You know this area. Sorry, but you know this area from the southwest, no, and it's, it's going up to the mecca. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So that's that's a point of pride as well. Um, we've been working with them, and that's a uh, Bison Coffee House is the name of that cafe, and it's a native woman-owned coffee house in Very Portland, cool. Oregon. Um, Southern California, we have a cafe uh, in. Uh, I think it's Chula Vista, Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. So multiple cafes um, on the West Coast, you know, south, Southwest, uh, New Mexico. And then back in Phoenix, uh, a cool connection, John, is a, a brewery up there, 12 West Brewing Company. They use our coffee in one of their flagship beers. It's the Midnight oh, yeah. Run Coffee Stout. 12 West um, Brewery. Okay. I'm going to look that yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, check them out if you guys are ever up in uh, they're in Mesa and Chandler. I think they have two locations, but... They use our coffee, um, yeah, and that, and that beer, which is pretty awesome. So I'm able to it's enjoy really, their uh, <laughs> their samples. Yeah, you can get a little spoiled with their samples too. So it's really interesting <laughs> to see how coffee has sort of transgressed into wine and beer. Yep. You know, yep. it's very it's very interesting you know, how it's infused now into those other beverages. Yeah, you know, and I and I always when I'm talking to folks um, when they're especially if they're new to coffee and they see some of the descriptors on the, on the single origin or our blends, they're asking about the flavors and the nuance. And I, I always refer to either wine or craft beer, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, there's all these different flavor notes, uh, profiles that are in a bottle of wine. It's kind of the same thing with coffee, you right. know, coffee's a plant and it carries with it just being by itself, certain notes that are highlighted through the roasting process or brought out from roasting. Um, nice. So, yeah, a lot of similarities, and to see them use, like you said, um, is really cool. You know, both together or paired in meals and stuff like that. Yeah. And now it's time for the question of the week. Have you ever tried coffee-infused wine or coffee-infused beer? If you have, let us know. And now, back to the Coffee Duo podcast. So with the people who are carrying your coffee currently, they're selling it wholesale, obviously. I mean, they can sell it in retail. I mean, are they also brewing it there as well? Yeah, yeah. So the, um, for example, the coffee house in Portland, they carry our 12-ounce bags and they use it for their espresso. I think up there, they're onto a, a medium espresso roast that I do for them. Uh, that's been a demand up there in Portland. They like hmm. a medium espresso so they're brewing it serving it there uh cafecito they use our coffee for their cold brew to serve and then mm-hmm. i think they do espresso and pour over as well oh, nice. so yeah a mix of both uh, some some of the boutique shops that i sell to they just sell the bags, sell the bags on, okay. on the shelf but they're not brewing but yeah a little bit of both well, that's how I first was introduced to the coffee was I, I was actually given a bag by a mutual friend of ours frank and he gave us, he gave me a bag or, or picked one up and um, gave that to me. And that's how I kind of figured it out. And he said, Hey, that's what they're using at Cafecito. I had no idea. So it was really neat to experience. I believe I got an espresso bag of that. And I got to experience it that way the first time, which I didn't even know who you were or what was going on, but it was such a neat experience to, to have it that way. So I was just wondering about how, where it was served and everything. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, right on, right on. So the other thing that I thought was really cool, and we we have this in our coffee cabinet because we have a whole area in our kitchen that's devoted to coffees, you know, that we've 
want to try that we have tried and our, of course our whole little coffee station is your your cold brew that we have not yet we have not made it the, it's the chili it. one yet so. i know i want to though oh, yeah. we should do that this weekend <laughs> so that was a that's a really interesting flavor combination from what i've heard how is that sort of how did that transform from your regular cold brew to adding sort of like the the zest the spice yeah you know i think it's um it kind of came from again going back to the brewing side beer um you know as as you may know with a lot of craft beers there's Mm -hmm. a lot of infusions and flavors um Mm -hmm. there's like citrus beers or you know um i mean you can be as creative as you want with it and um kind of the same thing with the coffee um i've done a couple of different things that are really interesting and uh I've actually seen a chili coffee in Tucson, a friend of mine, they, they have a, a cafe and roastery as well. Um, and they have a Chiltepin coffee, which is uh, the Chiltepin. I don't know if you're familiar with that uh, pepper. No, it's a small one. I'm not. Yeah. It's yes. like a little pea. Yep. Um, and it's kind of like, a, it's kind of an ancestor of the, of the modern chilies. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they had a really awesome cold brew and I was like, man, that's, that's great. You know, it, it really catches you off guard because you expect a chili coffee to just kind of smack you in the face. <laughs> nothing else, you know what I mean? But um, the way it plays in the coffee is really uh, interesting. Um, so you'll, you'll get a drink of the coffee and it really won't, you won't get the chili until the finish. Oh, uh, nice. Which is, okay. It's quite nice. Okay. Yeah, like on the and, back end there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And for me, I wanted to try uh, with the Chipotle because uh, Chipotle, you know, as you may well know is a roasted uh mm-hmm. dried roasted uh jalapeno, jalapeno. Pepper. so yeah. the, the roasting actually kind of gives it some smoky notes um, oh so, nice okay yeah i paired that with the dark roast colombian coffee which kind of carries those similar notes um just yeah it worked worked awesome so yeah i've been <clears throat> i've had that chipotle cold brew on our website couple of summers now i tend to just offer it in the summertime um so we brought it here uh in the bag and then we have it on tap tap as well so okay so you now officially have it on tap oh yep. very nice okay <laughs> we might have to it's swing pouring. in and pick up some now yeah it's pouring as we speak oh, oh my goodness awesome, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all right that's and, you good know, to know yeah just again with the creativity the uh the staff here they they did a great combo i didn't even think about so they, they did the uh, chipotle cold brew and they created a uh a chocolate cold foam that they add to the cold brew and i guess the uh, sweetness from mm-hmm. the chocolate with the spice is just awesome man so right yeah, yeah. creativity you know yeah absolutely that's what that's probably one of my favorite things about coffee is that the baristas always have some really good suggestions because they get to play with the coffee yeah. all the time and all the different flavors and you know, syrups and stuff like that. So it's kind of fun to see what they come up with. Yep. Yep. Now over in San Diego, talking about the the drink you just talked about in San Diego, I've been to a place that serves gelato and they have one called a hot chocolate. And so it's obviously cold chocolate gelato, obviously, but then they have the um, chipotle added to it. And so it gives you the kind of like that kind of like kick too. So it's kind of like that sweet and savory or the sweet and spicy. I mean, just kind of what you kind of just described there. So that kind of sounds neat to, Mm -hmm. to try that as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, possibilities are endless, man. It's, it's fun. So I know your shop just opened your your new store, but what are your goals? Where are you guys looking to move of 
um, what you want to tell our viewers, the people listening for Spirit Mountain Roasting Co. Where are you guys going from here on? You know, the um, <clears throat> the longer term dream is, <clears throat> excuse me, um, is to kind of what we're talking about with uh, food and, and beverages is expand to be able to offer a, a full restaurant to where we can play with some of our local indigenous ingredients, um, have the roastery expansion so we could, you know, get our coffee further out. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of opportunities with wholesale, uh, both on tribal nations and in you know, just uh, regular communities. So, you know, the, the dream is to build out a full-size roastery um, and a full restaurant with a commercial kitchen and nice. really, really get crazy with some ideas. <laughs> now, besides this amazing coffee that you serve and everything, I've noticed from your Instagram, which is Spirit Mountain Roasting Co. on Instagram, mm -hmm. you have a ton yep. of like pastries and very neat looking foods to eat there as well. So like yeah, bakery type yeah. stuff. Do you guys do that? Do you have someone make it for you? How do you do that? Yeah, we do. We actually have a, a lady from the community here. Her name is Raina and she's a awesome, awesome baker. She actually went to culinary school and Ooh. professionally trained and she, you know, Fresh every day, she'll do batches of uh, <clears throat> just whatever it is, conchas, uh, sliced loaves, muffins. But again, just that creativity and uh, infusing espresso in there. And uh, yeah, she's amazing, man. She has some really good stuff. And usually we always sell out before the end of the day. So that Oh, that's great. Yeah. That, that's a good problem to have, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I always see the Instagram that I'm always looking at. I'm just starting, my mouth just yeah. starts watering. Looking at I was like, that would go so good with some black drip coffee because I love that. So, yeah. <laughs> or some coffee like a caramel latte yes, for Erica. <laughs> for Erica over there, yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I'm I'm super excited about what's to come for you and your shop and your family. Obviously, I love. You know, one of the things that we talked about in the last podcast was small businesses and how integral they are to communities, to the United States. Just you know, because it's like 99.9% .9 of all businesses are small business, which is crazy to think of. But yep. you're supporting other small businesses and you're yep. supporting other, like you're selling to other small businesses and then you're being supported by other small businesses, which I think is great. It's just the yep. wonderful cycle of business life that you've got going on over there. Yeah, that's, that's truly what community is about. You know, it's a local... Um, keeping the dollars here in the community mm -hmm. rather than a large corporation that, you know. Yeah, it's a great way to blend everything. Yeah. yeah, very true. And there's Absolutely. John. He just said it's a great way to blend everything. Yeah, that's our community <laughs> there. Yeah, for sure. I love it. So I think with that, we are going to end our podcast for today with Tudor with Spirit Mountain Roasting Company. We want to thank you so very much for joining us. And you can look for this episode and more and look for tutor online and give us all of your socials that you have like your your instagram and facebook whatever else you have or your website let us know those as well yeah yeah for sure man i appreciate uh appreciate the invite john and, and uh, both of you inviting me on just to talk about you know what we do here and, and sharing again local um we have instagram as spirit mountain roasting co uh, we do have a Facebook that's Spirit Mountain, but to be honest, I haven't, <laughs> okay. I haven't been on that in a while. But we do have also um, the coffee shop. So uh, the cafe here, it's called The Coffee Shop, and they actually put a page together, the crew here. So 
<clears throat> you can find that on Instagram as well. Uh, the coffee shop, Quitsan Nation. Um, Very cool. So that's Instagram. And then the website where we ship coffee, we ship all over the uh, U.S. So that's spiritmountainroastingco.com. And they can get on there and order all the coffee they want and try it out, right? That's right. Yeah, get that Chipotle cold brew. That's what I was going to say. Get the cold brew. That sounds so good. Chipotle cold brew, yes. (laughs) And we're going to do ours this weekend. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get started on ours this weekend. It keeps staring at me in the cabinet. Yeah, then we'll compare it with yours, and then we'll say, well, we're not going to make our own anymore. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being on. We really appreciate it, and um, we're excited to see what what you – bring to the Quitsan Indian Reservation going forward. Yes. Thank you for being on the Coffee Duo podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. You've been listening to Coffee Duo Podcast Radio. Like, share, subscribe, and review everywhere podcasts are found. Views and opinions expressed by the guests of Coffee Duo Podcast are theirs and do not necessarily reflect those of the program. Rights reserved, no duplication or redistribution without permission. Thanks for listening to the Coffee Duo podcast. Remember to like, share, and subscribe.